Welcome back to Range Anxiety. 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes. And today, I'm testing a new mount in the Tesla Model 3. I'm using what's called a RAM mount. And I'm in the uh, SR Plus, which is the quieter of the Model 3s that we own. So even though I'm on gravel now, I'm hoping that this is going to be a nice recording with uh, without a lot of the shake and the boom that has put me off doing recordings in cars lately. So today, 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 today was a funny day because there were a couple of people that came in to see me and there's always people that come in to see me, I'm popular, well, not always in the, in the best of ways. There are a couple of people that came in to see me and spoke to my receptionist, Ash, and she said, it's twice the day, Martin, I've had people come in and complain that you are grumpy or ask for the grumpy person. Is it no wonder in the industry that I work in? Oh yes, that's right. Cars are a thankless game, that's for sure. But unbeknownst to Ash, and I hope if you're listening to this, you can stand corrected, Ash. The reason that happened is these guys had both known me over 10 years and thought my grumpiness was pretty cool. One of them actually said, I passed three different tuning centers on the way from my house to you, Martin, and I still come to see you. So Leon, thank you very much. I hope you listen. And since I've now mentioned you, I'm gonna make you tune in. Feedback, great. A lot of people like Convoy, actually. A lot of people don't like diesels. Some do like diesels. Some like their applications, bad luck, I don't like any cars. That's right, that's what happens when you work on them or around them for as long as I have. You don't like any of them. But secretly, of course, I do. I just don't like it when I go to parties and people come up to me and wanna talk about them because that's my time to escape. When I'm stuck in peak hour traffic though, in what seems to be quite a noisy Tesla today, hope it, hope it works out for me. Um, yeah, I'll sit here and rattle on for as long as I can. So, the grumpy one. I want to talk today about one of all the professional tuners that I know, and there is like kind of like a gang of us. Um, we all hated each other at the start because we're all better than, you know, each other. And, you know, secretly, even though we made out we were friends around the country, we all thought this guy doesn't know this and this guy doesn't know that. And, Martin's an idiot or whatever, but we've become quite a band of, of mates over the last 20 years. And that's good, you know, it's good to have people in your industry that you can identify with and most importantly, bounce ideas off. But if there's one thing that we all agree on, that is home tuners. That's right, have laptop, have cable, will tune. The home tuner is a very special animal. However, I'm not as vehemently opposed to home tuners as a lot of other folks out there. Home tuners get their craft because they learn to tune from 
home. Yep, that's right. They start up with their own car and a cable and... Oh, look, the Tesla's talking to me. Ding, you're 67 centimetres away from running into the ute in front of you. Don't worry, Model 3. I'll try not to smash your face in on the back of the ute. Some people might like to see that. Battery fluid everywhere. That's a little bit dramatic, isn't it? Um, so anyway, home tuners, everyone's got to start somewhere. And back in the day when car culture was such that guys built hot rods in their sheds, they would tune their own carbies. They would do their own thing. So why is it now that anyone that tunes their own car has become like an enemy of the people? Well, the main reason for that is the internet. The internet's the root of all good and root of all evil. You know, it depends how you look at it and, and what day of the week it is, when you ask me at least, anyway. But all of these guys and girls, they actually have to start somewhere. And if they just stick to tuning their own cars and doing their own things with their mates like everyone did across the years, that'd be fine. But no, greed gets the better of them. And who was it that coined the phrase back in the 80s, greed is good? Yep, Gordon Gecko, Michael Douglas movie Wall Street, he might as well have been talking about professional dyno tuning because there is a lot of greed out there and just like Michael Douglas did in the movie, a lot of those that support that line of thinking do come unstuck and fail in a big way. So yeah, what normally happens, the way home tuners evolve, so if, if you're listening and you're a an end user and not a professional tuner, and I know that a lot of you are just customers, ex-customers, friends, enemies, whatever, and don't happen to own a shop. The way a home tuner starts out is like this. They get their car tuned at a workshop, and they think, and they're into their cars, obviously they love cars, and they think they know a bit about them, and they're, they're members of internet forums and, and whatever else, and they think, I could probably do this better myself. So they start out, they ask the workshop, they say, um, uh, what shall I buy just so that I can log the tune and make your life easier? And uh, that way when I ring up and I, I want something changed, I'll be able to tell you exactly what it is. That's how they start. They start with the coy question. And so you tell them. I mean, most of the time they already know because they've got the internet. These are mainly internet geeks that are home tuners. The reason for that it will become very apparent soon. So, of course, you tell them, you know, it's like a HP tuner's cable or, a, uh, you know, whatever it is, some sort of logging device, and scan gauge, end gauge, calibrator, whatever. So, they go out and they buy it and they come back to you with a couple of things they want changed. So, you change it for them. And normally, out of the goodness of our hearts, if we're proper pros, we don't charge for that sort of thing. We just go, here you go, mate. Oh, okay, and they go away and they, you don't hear from them again for three to six months. So after three to six months, you'll hear from them again and it will be like, uh, I just want to book my car in with you if I can. I just want a power run. Oh, okay, what have you changed? And oh, nothing really. I just, just want to see where it is. I mean, they don't want to face you up and say, look, I reckon I can do your job better than you. But they also... Because they're students of the internet, they want same car, same dyno. 
you know, they don't want the disparities of some dinos reading differently to others. So they're, they're quite sheepish and coy about it. No, oh, I just want to, you know, put my car in for a power run. And you know, if you've been around as long as I am, you know full well what's going on by that stage. And you go, sure, you know, a power run costs you this much, you know, bring it on in. Well, I might want to do two or three or four or five power runs because... I want to change a couple of things. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Well, what are you doing? Oh, well, I bought a license to tune my own car. And as they're saying this over the phone, you can almost hear them ducking like, this guy's going to tell me to, you know, piss off or don't come on my property or, or you're trying to steal my IP on you one clown, he wasn't a home tuner, he's actually a workshop owner that used to call IPIT. So every time we'd talk about IP being stolen, whether it was, and he'd be going, I'm the, someone's stealing my IT. And it's like, well, dude, turn your router off. Anyway, more of that bloke and another time. So, you know, they're expecting you to give them a, a belt on the head and do all these sorts of things because they're tuning their own car. And I'm sure some workshops do, but I'm like, no, good on you. No worries. But don't be an old dayer. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, if you're busy enough, like I am, and my business is, you haven't got all day to spend doing power runs. Now, that might sound a little bit rude, like, oh, come on, you should be supporting me. But, you know, when you've got booked in work that's going to take time and, you know, make you money because at the end of the day, that's why we're there, you don't want to be fulfilling others' fantasies. In fact, we've got a blanket rule now that we just don't do one-off power runs for people because you can't charge enough to cover the cost of the staff, the machine, the liability, and the interruption that it takes out of your day. So before anyone asks me, no, we don't do that anymore. That's fair enough. There are plenty of people around with dinos that will do that kind of thing for you. I'm just not one of them. So here's the problem. They come in, you put the car in the diner, you can see they've got a laptop sort of half hidden on the floor and their tuning cable hanging out of it. And it's like, oh, I've been making a few of my own changes. No, no, that's fine, mate. All good. Okay, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what you want me to do. Oh, I'll put it on the dyno for me. So, okay, I'll put it on the dyno for you. Put it on the dyno, give it a run. Bang, done. You can see by the look on their face, they're not quite happy with their own result with their specific results. So it's like, oh, I just want to change a couple of things. Is that all right? Yep, that's all right. Off you go. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. So you go off, do something else. In a couple of minutes, you come back and they're still dicking around at their laptop. Have you got a power lead for me? Yeah, yeah, I've got a power lead for you. Okay. Okay, so they dick around for about 10 minutes. While they're doing this, you've got work backing up and backing up that's booked for the dyno that day. Your 15-minute power run for a hundred bucks is now turned into a two hour tuning session and you say look you know we got work backed up here oh how much do you tune to, you know cost to hire your dyno by the hour look we don't hire the dyno by the hour it's a tuning tool for us not anything else oh okay okay so they put another tune in and you know this is like 20 minutes later now and you pull a string again for them on the dyno and yeah sure enough it doesn't work again or they're not happy with the results. And you say, look, I'm starting to get busy here, you know, just to have another go. You got one more go because I've got this guy booked for 
you know, 15 minutes time. Oh, okay. And then they'll say to you, oh, what does this table do? And in the back of your mind, well, me, because I'm, I'm the grumpy old man, I'm going, oh, shit, here we go. Here goes another, like, 20 minutes of my life. I, I'm not going to get back. But to expedite the process and get them the hell out of your shop and off your dyno, you say, okay, what I would do is do this, 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 and this. And they say, oh, could you show me? You say, yeah, yeah, open your laptop. You go, bang, 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 bang. You know, stuff you've learned over 20 years. And... Boom, you put it in the car and you get a half reasonable result. Always, you know, it's not always perfect, but bad luck, time's up. And then you charge them. Oh, oh but you said it was going to be $100. Yeah, not, not for like an hour and a half, mate. Oh, oh, okay. So they leave, maybe sort of happy, maybe not so happy, but, you know, they kind of got a free tuning lesson at the same time. Actually, I'm going to go onto autopilot here. Thank you, Tesla so I can talk with my hands as well as my mouth. I like doing that. I must have some European in me somewhere. Those that remember reading some of the old magazines like Speed, my, my, one of my pseudonyms was Nino Di Montan. Thanks, Kurt Dupre, for doing that. And look at Autopilot pulling up beautifully behind the Sahara. So anyway, they leave and they may not be so happy with you, but bad luck. They just think you're grumpy, but they know you're competent. So you don't hear from them again for another three months. And then someone alerts you, hey, Martin, you should see someone's talking shit about you on the internet. And sure enough, it's Joe, Joe Blow, we'll call this customer. And Joe Blow will be like, oh, I went there, had no time for me. This is now why I'm doing tunes for you. And we do them properly on the street. And they only cost 450 bucks. Yep. This dipshit that didn't know how any of the tables worked, let alone how any car other than his own works, is now in the business of selling you tunes. And because a lot of people want their tuner to be their best friend or their best friend to be their tuner, will go and drop the 450 bucks for a shithouse result. Now let's not stereotype. There are a lot of times when, not a lot, sorry, <laughs> let me digress. There are a few times when home tuners are really good. I've seen a couple. I work out, I reckon, to about 2%, but these are guys that actually end up lasting in the game because, you know, whether you like it or not, that's pretty much where we all start out. There is no degree in EFI tuning out there at this stage. So this is pretty much where we all start out and, and, and you know, if we're any good, we end up running a business or three in the case of me. Um, so all of a sudden these guys are advertising and they don't just advertise on their own little Facebook pages. They go hard. They get on Gumtree, which is like a free version of eBay here in Australia. They get on eBay and all of a sudden they're selling tons of these things, right? Tons and tons of these. They call them mail order tunes or street tunes. You know, sometimes they're okay. Most of the times they're absolute crap. They're not dynoed. They thrash your car up and down the street if you're lucky. Some of them have got too smart for that now and just do it um, and say, you know, this was dyno developed, you know, the old car park tune, um, when most of it's not. And we'll show you a data log that they've saved off another car. So sometimes it works. But to rub like salt into the wound. I don't like working 
Saturday mornings. I get thrashed hard enough during the week. You know, like uh, I had a guy ring me today. We did a wonderful job on his Falcon. Uh, we fitted a, a yellow terra plenum to it. Beautiful job, really, because the big throttles on those are hard to make work. We made it work. No problems. Use the slash and burn tuning technique. Look out, I'm being, I'm about to be arrested for telling the truth here. No, no, that's an ambulance. Whew, all good. And he rang me up and abused me. Martin, I'm not very happy with you and your mechanic. Why is that, buddy? You rounded off the nuts on the airbox when you fitted my upper plenum. I said, well, i got news for you, pal. I started laughing. I said, we don't touch your airbox when we fit your upper plenum. And if you have a look at them, they're covered in dirt. No one's touched them. Oh, oh, sorry about that. But that's okay. You can ring me up and accuse me of being an asshole. And I'll stay in a good mood just for you. Imagine going in and doing that to your doctor. They'd like, I don't know what they'd do to you, but people don't because they kind of respect them. But if you work on cars, you're a dipshit. Okay, maybe in some cases they're right. So anyway, back to it. These tunes to rub insult, you know, into my already insulted thought on it, they actually dragged me in on a Saturday morning. It was one guy, he'd spent $750 Australian, that's, you know, I don't know, 500, 480 bucks US on a mail order tune where he sent his ECU off interstate. He didn't even, he didn't even, he did, oh, it's raining now. Why does it always rain when I do this in the car and ruin my appalling sound quality any further? But he ended up sending it interstate. It was an E38 Delphi Delco PCM out of a VE Commodore or Pontiac G8 for my US listeners. And he sent it interstate and I came in on a Saturday morning to tune it. And I happened, I, I know, he was one of the original home tuners, this guy that tuned it. He was a, a physical education teacher at a school. You know, he collected jock straps in the gym and he became a tuner. He was an average one at best. And this guy sent the ECU interstate and it comes back and I put it on the dyno and it was rough. It was supposed to be a proper mathless tuner, airflow meter, speed density removed and it wasn't, it was rubbish put on the dyno, run it up, said, there's your rubbish tune, plugged into it, read it, ECU locked. Being an E38, it's not an easy thing to unlock like the earlier ECUs were. So, mate, you've got to send it back to him to have it unlocked in New South Wales or uh, I can send it away interstate and have it done. I, I, I can unlock E38s, but it's very, very timely. He doesn't want to be without his car, or time-consuming, sorry. You know, it takes me like up to a week sometimes to unlock one with a rolling pin code. Not very easy. So I said, you've got to send it away. Oh, but I don't have another car. I don't have this, I don't have that. I can't afford to be without my car. I said, well, don't blame me. Ring the person that tuned your car and take it up with them. They locked a rat shit tune. I don't do that. I don't lock any tunes because it's your car, not mine. So I said, ring him while you're here and see what he'll do for you. Yeah, right, I'm gonna do that. He rang his mail order tuner and guess what? He didn't answer. So the guy calmed down a bit and he rang a friend and the friend's loaning him a car for a week and 
you know, he's going to leave it with me. I'm going to take the ECU out. I'm going to send it away. I'm going to pay someone else to unlock it. And all will be good, hopefully. And then he comes back with, is this going to cost anything? Well, yeah. I've got to freight the bloody ECU around the country because some Nimrod locked it. You know, I've got to pull it out, which is a bit of a task in those particular vehicles. It sits underneath the main fuse box. And all are mucking around and then start with a fresh file, yada, 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 yada. I'm happy to help, mate. I'm here to help. That's what I do. But don't get the shits up with me. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a two-way street. You might go into your workshop and say, my mail order tuner's not grumpy. But, of course, he's not grumpy because he can wipe his hands off you. And it's up to the professionals in the industry to make your car run right again. He can just say, well, sorry. It's only a mail order tune. It's cheaper than a dyno tune. Well, of course it's cheaper than a dyno tune. And you know, that, that's when it's not as good. Of course it's cheaper than a dyno tune. The prick doesn't have to spend $100,000 on a dyno. He doesn't have to pay for a workshop. He doesn't have to pay staff. And he doesn't have to stand behind his work. Because when you ring up and something's wrong, he can just turn his phone off. And that's what happens. So... Moral of the story is this, and I've gone through this before, but I'll go through it again. Don't be frightened of mail order tuners, providing they're running a reputable establishment and have some years of tuning under their belt. Don't take your car to them because your mate's best friend's dad's uncle's dog told you to take it to them, because then you end up with a shithouse result. And most importantly of all, please ask these people whether they are going to lock your ECU or not. Because if they lock your ECU, then it's no good. You're going to end up down the same hole that this poor guy did, who now happens to be quite friendly, because he knows it's got nothing to do with me. I wasn't one of those, why do you tuners lock your tunes? Well, no, you didn't go to a tuner. You went to a dickhead with a cable in his driveway. And that's what happens. And just like that, we were friends. So that was my little rant on home tuners. If you're going to use one, pick one that has a clue what they're doing. They're not. That's not very common or very often. And I don't care if you're a home tuner and you don't like me saying that. Bad luck. Stump up. Put your money out there and do the job professionally and right and stop living in the shadows. So, why am I so vehemently upset today? Well, our local state government has just introduced a tax specifically on electric cars. And our state government, as well as cancelling the best street race in Australia that was making them a profit, God knows why. I mean, God probably doesn't even know why because I'm sure these people aren't even students of God. I'm not sure why they did it. But they've also decided to make us the first South Australia, Adelaide, be proud. You're the first state, nation, country, capital in the world that has introduced a specific tax on EVs. And they're saying it's because we don't pay enough to use the road, to repair the road. We don't pay what they call fuel excise on gasoline or petrol which is about 0.4 of a cent per litre, so about, you know, 1.2 cents per gallon or something. Um, but that's a federal tax. It's not a state tax. 
and the federal government hasn't introduced this EV tax. The state government has. Uh, yeah, so why not we just, you know, call it what it is, revenue raising. So I might even actually swap sides over this. But South Australia, you've done it again. You're number one when the first company in South Australia, which is, is mine this week, DTEC EV, has just exported a bunch of Tesla upgrade parts. First time it's ever been done in Australia, I believe, to the US, the same state that is exporting EV technology is now trying to tax them off the roads. So hats off, guys and girls, and thank you for listening to Range Anxiety.